Hi, welcome to our podcast, Like Jasper. My name is Sarah Calvin, and I'm your host, along with my fabulous cousin, Brittany Gonzalez. Our podcast comes from a scripture found in Revelations 4.3, where in John's vision, he attempts to describe the indescribable image of Christ and says he is like Jasper. Our hope is to be more like him daily and come alongside of you to encourage and build you up in your faith. Join us on today's episode of Like Jasper. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Like Jasper. We are so glad you're here. Today, we are talking about the heart of Christ. Mm. And this is an honor and a big topic to talk about because we are reflecting the heart of Christ. And that's a topic that is like kind of mind blowing to me. I don't know about you, Brittany, but I'm like, whoa, (laughs) to talk about the heart of Christ is just an absolute honor, really. Yeah, definitely this sort of, we could, I mean, we could do a podcast from now until he comes back and it still wouldn't fully like yeah (laughs) the heart of Christ because it's just so yeah there's so much to it um but yeah I it it is such an honor and I know you and I both just you know before we started when we prayed over this that we just we want to be able to be used to convey you know his heart Mm -hmm. accurately yes and with the um you know just with the i don't know the intensity that it really is you know how yeah. how, how powerful it really is i guess mm-hmm. thing um there um yeah. yeah and how beautiful it is you know we're always excited that's like the that's your- <laughs> i'm so excited i know we become like a little little school girl school girls again you know like ee- giddy <laughs> yeah but i just laugh like this <laughs> such a schoolgirl laugh but you know um before you know everybody we've talked about that's been listening for any time knows that like we we get these the um we pray about like, Lord, what do you want us to do next? What, what is, mm-hmm. you know, comes to, to like our heart whenever we're praying that whatever and yeah. eating us and you, um, you sent a message and said, I think we're, I think that, um, we're supposed to do the heart of Christ next. And I read mm-hmm. and every part of me was like, Ooh! <laughs> 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 Oh, it's just so. I mean, it's not the heart of Christ doesn't make me feel that way, but the idea of uh, trying to portray it, <laughs> I was like, oh, and so, um, you know, how are we going to do that? <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, so it wasn't like I, I didn't want to, I did want to, and, and, um, but like I told you, you know, I had a straight up spiritual mental block. I sat mm-hmm. there with my Bible open with my pen and paper, you know, what normally is like a really beautiful, deep time where I'm just like writing as fast as my little hand can go. Um, and nothing, literally just sitting there looking at it and then crying out to God 
how do I not have a novel pouring out of me about your heart? How do I, how is that a, <laughs> like, how is that? It's almost funny now just because it's like, how, how is that a thing? Um, and I just kind of wanted to share that little bit of journey, if that's okay. That's, yeah, okay. I would love that. Yeah. So um, there, the Lord's just, you know, I feel like every time I say that the Lord's been so good and so sweet to me, it's like, it gets better and better as we go, as we grow, right? Like mm-hmm. you have like, grown so much in our relationship. And every time he calls us into any ministry, I feel like the deepening and the, all of that is growing. And this podcast is no different. Um, I know for you and I, we both really get so much off of what we're sharing with everybody else. Right. It's yeah. for us first. It was for absolutely coming to you secondhand basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> I, I know that God has, you know, called is calling my family into this ministry. That's just like way out of depth. And I was so focused, I think on that. And my mind was so, um, like, you know how like Samuel, when he's a child, God calls out to him with an audible voice. (gasps) You won't believe this. That was the verse that like was huge on my heart yesterday that I was like, I don't know. God just was like booming that in my face yesterday. Like, I don't know. I have to hear what you're going to say. Go on. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. I, that just gave me chills because I, <laughs> I haven't even thought about that story in like ages until yesterday. And God was like, boom, this is the story for you today. And now you're leading off. So yeah, this is exciting to me. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> or you're witnessing it right as it unfolds. I had no idea exactly, you know, like you just said, I want to hear what you're going to say. But, it, you know, it's like he is, is hearing God's voice. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and he's getting up and he, and he's going to Elijah or, or Eli or whatever the other guy's name is. I've forgotten now the older the older uh priest or what what is he called no is he a priest there do you see who who i'm not sure who you're talking the, about who samuel as a child goes to oh um wasn't he a prophet the prophet or no maybe he was okay. a priest was not a, yeah he was a prophet you're right okay. but he's in the temple yes yeah okay because yeah samuel okay i didn't want to misconstrue that but my brain wasn't focused on that so when i went to talk about it it just yeah oof. but so that's- him being a prophet he's the older prophet that's discipling you know, Samuel to be a prophet, but he's still like a young child. And so he gets up and he goes to Eli. I think his name's Eli or it's not Elijah. It might not, that might not be the man's name. So everybody, the rest of the story, <laughs> the point remains the same, right? <laughs> Bob, but it is, I'm feeling like it's Eli. So he gets up and he goes to him and he's like, did you call me? He's like, no, I didn't call you. He goes back to bed. Then it happens again. He's like, I didn't call you. And he goes back to bed. And then he comes and he's like, Hey, if it happens again, say, Lord, here I am. Right. Like I'm Mm -hmm. like, whatever that part. And I feel like in this, in this call to ministry, you know, it's not that I haven't been hearing from the Lord. It's not that the Lord hasn't been stirring a ton of things, but I almost miss the forest for the trees, right? Like Samuel hears his voice, but he's like, he's like, what am I hearing? I'm going to go with what I know kind of deal. And it's kind of been like that, that this, 
I don't know how to explain it, but like this ministry that he's calling us into is so far out of my comfort zone and yeah, mine too. And anything that I've possibly ever thought that I understood before. And <laughs> kind of like it overshadowed the basics, the most important thing for a moment. There was yeah. a moment was sitting there <clears throat> and it wasn't until the next day when I was, I was praying and, um, thinking about how I wanted the face of Christ. I wanted to see your face. I want your presence with me. I don't want mm-hmm. your hand. I don't want, if you never gave me another thing, right? Like my heart was that. And it was yeah. that moment that he just removed the block that I put there myself and was like, mm-hmm. you have it's almost like you've forgotten your first love, not in a sinful way, not in that way, but in a way of like the point, no matter the ministry, no matter the calling, no matter where you're sent to, the point is always the love of Jesus Christ. It is all mm. the heart of Jesus Christ. But yep. I was just so like, you know, had my boots on ready for war for this new ministry that I kind of like my brain went to okay, what's next? What do we need to do? The action part. Yeah, the action part. And it's like, yeah, most of the time, the action part is for you to just sit down and shut up and let him, right? <laughs> right and let most him do the work. <laughs> like, if you just want to default to that anyways, that's most of the time. <laughs> and so it just washed over me the love of Christ again, which is something that I do daily. And it, it wasn't that I, again, it's not that I was like, it's only the fact that I'm ready to go. It was not sinful. It was right. just, it was that forest for the. It was a good reminder yes. of the, I, the truth. I, you know, sometimes the most, um, the most, even the most, like I think about Olympics or Olympians or whatever, sometimes they have to even go back to the most basic skills in order to sharpen up their, you know, highly qualified abilities you know and it's kind of like going back to the basics and as you were talking about that it reminded me of second chronicles uh 2017 which says you will not need to fight in this battle stand firm hold your position and see the salvation of the lord on your behalf oh that's so good yeah was that and he reminded me you know we've shared multiple I have done this gospel, you know, class and, and like discipling with children and their families. Like our heart was to let's get these kids young to mm-hmm. know the gospel, live the gospel, yeah. comfortable with the gospel. And God would just sweetly remind me that the, the part of the process to be able to open doors for other ministry was because of the passion and drive that he laid on my heart for the gospel that he impressed upon me that, you know, he opened my eyes to really receive and understand the beauty of the gospel and the love Mm -hmm. of Christ. That was the catalyst to every other thing. Right. So don't, Mm -hmm. don't forget that part. Not that I forgot it. That's, these aren't the words, but like you, everything (laughs) about the Olympics, that's exactly what I feel like. That's exactly right. Hey, everyone. Um, you'll just have to excuse this little cut to where I have to edit it because we had technical difficulties, which we probably should have anticipated a bit more considering the topic that we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we don't call it technical difficulties. We call it spiritual warfare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that because goodness. But anyways, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to be able to edit and cut to, except that the part of this was that, you know, the Lord really just kind of the last things that I was talking about was just how God, you know, we have to come back. You were saying like to the basics, the Olympic thing, that, that metaphor or example, not a metaphor, the example of like, no matter how far you go, the basics are still absolutely necessary. And that mm-hmm. you know, the name of our podcast and the heart of our podcast is, you know, him at the cornerstone of it. But um, once that sort of opened the floodgates of where I'd had that, like, I guess, block, um, my own block, I asked my, my family in the car, I said, um, how would you describe the heart of Christ? And all four of them gave a different answer. And all four were like, open my heart to where I felt like, you know, God wanted me to go with my side of this, um, of this podcast. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you want to kind of give your backstory and start, or if you want me to keep going. What do you think? Um, I mean, either way, I think it's all going to be great. Um, I say, why don't you just go ahead and share what the four family members said? And then, um, because I feel like that was a cliffhanger <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> You're about to say it. And then we glitched out. So um, I feel like maybe everyone's waiting eagerly because I know I am. <laughs> well, I don't even know what they said. I'm like, what did they say? <laughs> what did they say? So um, Freddie, my husband, said love, which, of course, is probably the most obvious and the most important. I mean, I don't think we can. The heart of Christ is love but my son Jet said the heart of Christ is teaching and Lucy said that the heart of Christ is faithful and Ruby the three-year-old and I'm going to get to this one I I I said maybe in my head I'm like maybe I shouldn't actually say what she said but then God was like no you should and gave me my heart for it but Ruby said I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I mean but for real though I mean I I probably would have said that at some point in my life, like, oh, all the Sunday school answers, right? But yeah. in the in the true honesty, it's like, do I know? You know? <laughs> like, and that that's exactly what it was. It's like, okay, those other ones, um, I think probably the one that got me the most that I wasn't expecting was Jet's answer, the teaching that the heart of God is teaching. Yeah, I love that. I love that. But the, I don't know the reason, you know, the whole thing, the whole reason I said that I, that like, he was like, no, you need to say that is because, you know, of course we know that, um, we, you know, the spirit knows the mind of Christ, right? Like his, his spirit knows his minds, his thoughts, and we have his spirit and he's Mm -hmm. told us, you know, that he wants us to know. So in this one side of things, we can know God, we can know his heart by his words, by his promises, by all of that, mm-hmm. but it really is the fact of the matter that there are uh, human cells can never really, truly, fully comprehend our God and His heart. Yes, it's not. It's just not possible to right. do because of our limitations. Not right. because you know. It, and so I'm like, no, that needs to be said because. Like you said, sometimes you get the Sunday school answer, but have you really digested that? Have you really accepted that? But, right. but so sometimes it's just, I don't know. I yeah. don't, 
I don't know. I don't really know that, or I'm still learning that or whatever it is. And so I felt like that was just as powerful. It really and, is. Yeah. Right. And, and I was just kind of blown away and I felt like, um, Holy spirit just spoke through all of them to me. And then as I was writing down what I felt like the Lord wanted to talk about on those topics, which we can come back to, I had finally had my moment where I was like, what do I say? How, what, how do I view the heart of Christ? And the word that he brought to my heart was communion. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's where my like heart that. is. But I'm really eager to hear about yours because I've talked for a good 20 minutes now. So <laughs> That's not even true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and tell me where you, what, what brought this on for you? Where, how did the Lord lead you? Okay. So how it kind of started was at my church on Wednesday nights, I started doing a book study or a book discussion club or not club. (laughs) I think about a book club and that's why I say that, but it's really a book discussion group. And the book that we are discussing and reading together and going through together is called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortlund. And it, it's the smaller title, The Heart of Christ for Sinners and Sufferers. And um, also a lot of what I am sharing today really has been stuff that the Lord has spoken to me through this book. I'm only on like chapter eight, so um, I haven't finished it. But as of right now, <laughs> I definitely recommend it. It has been absolutely game changer to me if anyone wants to um, sit down with a good book sometime and study it. But um, as I'm reading this and just feeling the warmth in love of Christ's heart, just I feel like it's hugging my heart. Um mm-hmm. And it's been so tender and beautiful and something that um, at first I wanted to read Matthew 11, uh, 28 through 30, which says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And as far as I am aware, that is the only part in all four of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that the actual heart of God is described. Now, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of illustrations of that reflect God's heart and that we see God's heart completely radiated and manifest it in everything that Jesus did, right? Um, But in terms of actually saying what his heart is, as far as I'm aware, and if you know of anything different, Brittany, please correct me, but that is the only place in the Gospels that that's mentioned. And it's so beautiful that it is gentle and lowly because gentle, what do you think of when you think of the word gentle, Brittany? I think of gentle being like the way that you approach something is just with like care because right like or or it harmed in some way right yes exactly I kind of wrote down some thoughts that I had to meek humble not Mm -hmm. harsh um not trigger happy not reactive um not easily exasperated very tender Um, those are all things that I think of when I think of gentle and how 
beautiful it is that he's not overreactive because if he was, man, he would have gone off on me quite a few times. <laughs> oh, um, like, he, he's gentle. You know, that's really cool. Yeah. That just what you said about the, um, the, will you read that scripture one more time? Just, yeah. I just feel like somebody needs to hear that one more time, but yeah. then I want something quickly and I won't. I, no. Yeah, no, that's great. All right. So Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So much to digest there, isn't it? Yeah, for but- sure. Just today, and this is going to be a, a fun little thing too, because we, you know, we don't, we release these as God leads us, right? Yeah. But today, when this is being recorded, um, I had just had the sweetest conversation with Lucy's teacher. Her name's Miss Lori, and this scripture, and another scripture that I wrote down on this paper that we're going to talk about, God brought back to my heart, and I just think it's cool how. That is so cool. I mean that that's the scripture you're leading off with. And it was the one, you know, that like, I don't know, it was just really good. So yeah, I mean, well, I think that's one of the ways, many ways that God speaks to us is repetition, you know? So I think that's really cool that today that was a verse that was used, you know, during discussions earlier. And then again, I love that. Um, So lowly, I think of the word humble, um, not prideful, um, accessible was one that really resonated with me because he's lowly. I mean, if you really think about that, the God of the universe Mm -hmm. being accessible and lowly, humble, you know, not prideful. Um, that's like, whoa, it's just so beautiful to think of when he describes his heart and the only time he actually describes his heart that I'm aware of, He says he is gentle and lowly in heart. So I just think there's so much emphasis on that because we often put him in like a a judge or like the almighty or he's unreachable. Like he's way up in heaven, unreachable. But really we have his spirit living within us, right? He is very accessible and he's very gentle and he's very lowly. Um, And I just think that's so beautiful. And then the, the part where it's talking about in that scripture that I just read, um, your very burden, right? The part that says, um, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. That's your burden. Um, your burden that you carry is exactly what qual- qualifies you to come to him. You know, that's what we're, we're, we're burdened. And so it's like, oh, you're burdened. Come to me, right? Come. <laughs> I want to take that. And his rest that he gives us where it talks about, um, and I will give you rest for your souls. I love that it says rest for your souls. I know that was, I was going to say the, yeah. two, the things that are sticking out with your, the words that you did synonyms there for that. Uh-huh. If you, you, the two that stuck out were the tender and accessible. And then the fact that you're bringing out the soul part to me was really what would like hit with a punch. Not like I've never heard that scripture or even have it. Right. But the Lord just speaks. Yeah. That part about the soul, because that is the part that gets heavy. Yeah. 
That is exactly. And you know, you know what the soul is, right? You want to share what is the soul for those who may not know between soul and spirit? Yeah. The soul is um, your mind, your will, and your emotions, Mm -hmm. everything that is carnal, that is not touchable, right? Right. It's carnal. If you have your arms, your legs, but this part is the inside stuff that people sometimes call different things, but your spirit is the part that was eternal inside of you that Adam and Eve did died. And then when, when you become a child of God, that comes back to life and is redeemed perfectly where your soul is a daily renewing of your mind, a day crucifying of your flesh, right? Like he speaks very much about that. So when you're saying that soul. Yeah. So he gives rest to your soul. It's not come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I I will give you rest where you just won't feel tired anymore. And now you could go run, you know, a hundred miles and be good. (laughs) It's like your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, they are exhausted and drained and anxious and depressed and overloaded and overstimulated and just heavy. Yeah. And he will give you rest. Like that's a promise. Yeah. And that, I, I'm, I keep interrupting you just because. No, it's- good. I'm glad. Keep going. You, you're talking about when we say mind, will, and emotions, like your emotions, when we think about them, they are in what we would say the heart right mm-hmm. yeah. and then in your mind yeah. and control your will right so but you're talking about how the heart of god comes and gives rest to your heart, heart. exactly isn't that so cool and it's just so um life-giving to hear it uh, kind of fresh and new that way yeah that was exactly what the lord really spoke to me it was his heart gives rest to my heart and just exactly like you said, and that's so beautiful. Oh man, it's so good. And, and um, a, a thing I read recently when you're talking about rest, because that's the point of this. He wants mm-hmm. you to rest in Him, on Him, with Him, through yep. right. But but um, the a thing I read recently, I don't want to quote the author because I don't remember. It's from the book Fire Prayers. Um, I can't remember the author's name, but anyways, he says one of the enemy's greatest schemes against the body of Christ is that he wants you to sleep, but not rest. And I mm-hmm. just, that God knows that mm-hmm. talks about it so much in the world. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's so true. Yeah. That's so true. And you know, like that, how he wants to, um, how he wants you to sleep, but not have rest. That's exactly it because the enemy always contradicts scripture. And he's like, I want to give you rest. And the enemy's like, I don't want you to have rest for your soul, you know? Um, so absolutely. That's exactly what the enemy does. Um, so another one that like just is so beautiful to me, another part of another aspect of his, of his heart is um, also in Matthew when the leper request Jesus um, to heal him from leprosy, right? And so he's asking Jesus and he says, will you heal me? I don't have the scripture pulled up right in front of me. So I don't want to like take. You say if willing? Yeah, it's something like that. What did you say? If if you will or something? As if you're willing and he says, I am, I'm willing. Like he. Oh yeah. Okay. I just pulled it up. You're exactly right. It says, um, the leopard came to him and bowed down before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, 
you will make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying, I am willing Mm. uh, be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And that word will um, is actually actually the Greek word for wish or desire. So the leper was asking about Jesus's deepest desire and Jesus revealed his deepest desire by healing him, you know, and that's so beautiful. Like that is God, God's heart is his deepest desire is to heal and to bring comfort and to give you rest. And it is gentle and it is lowly and it is accessible and it is tender, you know, and it's like, man, if you really think about the savior of the world in this way, in this light, it's absolutely beautiful and touching. Oh, I'm like sitting here just crying my eyes out just because it's so yeah, it's all that. It's all of those things. It's all of those things, especially the willing part. And and again, at this time, you know, one of the things that was has been said to me too, my Sunday school teacher said to us, um, you know, in the Bible, they don't fight Jesus really at all on his ability to heal. The only time mm-hmm. is his ability to save, right? Like, mm-hmm. you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he says, what's easier? Is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiven? Or is it easier for me to say, you know, rise up and walk? And so right. you may know that I'm the son of man. He, he heals him, right? You have that physical thing. But today's time, there's no doubt in their mind about his healing. He, they, he, he goes around. That's not the thing that bothered him. It was the right. was that he was saying he had the ability to, to forgive sins. And we're walking around. Uh, the opposite, right? Yeah. We don't that he wants us to be healed and things like that, which is a whole other topic, but just hearing it like that, like every time I've ever read that scripture, you've got this man being like, Lord, if you're willing, like I picture him saying like this, him being this, like falling down, like if you would just do this thing, right. I, <laughs> I am willing and it's done, you know? Yeah. And I just, I love that aspect of his heart and and for us as believers to really um soak that up that he is willing not only mm-hmm. that you would be saved but that you would be healed that you and that is his deepest desire that- you know it's not just like oh okay yeah sure you know move on with yeah. his life like it's his deepest desire to heal yes. you yes and for you to come to him yes uh, with your your heavy heart you know all who are laden and heavy burdened you know like that is his heart's desire and you know we all have our heart's desire like as parents or as friends or as uh whatever your role is you have a deep desire whether it's for yourself or for someone you love like i deeply desire for my kids to grow up and love the lord and marry people who are who are on fire for god like i that's my heart's desire and yet that is a hint a glimpse of god's massive beautiful magnificent heart's desire for you and his love for you right and it's so beautiful it's just absolutely mind-blowingly beautiful really i mean it really it's kind of like i could just sit here and think about it and go on and on um yeah me too (laughs) yeah um yeah, but please do go on and on so I can sit here and <laughs> <laughs> um so let's see. The other thing, I mean there's so much that I wanted to share and and it's kind of all a little bit piggybacks off of kind of hops around and piggybacks off of all of it. <laughs> yeah. Um but 
I think one thing that's really amazing is that Jesus is not simply one who loves, right? He wasn't just someone who loves and God's not just a God who loves, but he is love. Uh, that's exactly what I wrote down. Is it? That's so cool. <laughs> that it's not his, it's not just like a character trait, but that is his essence. Yeah. His essence is love. Like it we oozes love. Yeah. Like he just like, it is. It's like you build, you know, you build a tower of blocks. They're made of blocks. They are blocks. Yeah. You know, like that's the thing. He is God and he is love. And we don't even even the love, our deepest love that we've ever had, just like you're saying, your deepest desire, it is like a grain of sand in the reality of the of Jesus and his love. God is love. And yes. again, it goes back to Ruby. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? And really and truly, like, do we really know? Like, oh. at, even as we're reading through this and studying it and God's revealing pieces of his heart, it's like, do we really know or do we just have a glimpse? And I think that we just have a glimpse of his heart. And even of the glimpse of his heart that we have, that have been revealed to us are so mi mind-blowingly powerful that it's like, we, we probably can't even handle <laughs> if we actually saw all of you know the heart of christ you know so i think ruby's answer really is the most accurate answer like we really don't know yeah and and i think about the cherubim or whoever it is i forget about my you see i don't like to say names because i always mess it up but the ones that are around the throne we hear in revelation and they're day they're day and night they never get tired mm. worship holy yeah. holy doesn't bore them they're not no. it's it is inexhausted like you cannot right reach the end of it like it, even even here on earth i think in your relationship with christ you feel like that right like yeah. i thought i knew you and i loved you yesterday but today you showed me this and i'm just i'm in awe of you and your wonder and then the next day or the next week or whatever it is i'm not saying every day is that fantastic because we're a flawed creature but just the progression of your relationship with christ you feel like if i were to think about two years ago i felt like i really loved him so much and knew his love and no today that feels like a lifetime ago almost yeah <laughs> right <laughs> i mean for real though it's crazy yeah. It really is crazy to think about. I was also thinking, I know that we've talked about Lazarus several times on here, but um, going back to him again, because the Lord just keeps using this story to uncover so much goodness about himself and his heart um, mm -hmm. and his love for us. But the, of course, the, one of the most famous scriptures is the shortest one in the Bible, which is Jesus wept. And, you know, he wept because of the tears of others. He knew that he was going to raise Lazarus again, right? But because Mary and Martha were weeping and all the Jews that came to comfort them were weeping and he wept with them. And it's and it's so like, whoa, when we really think about it, because he weeps with us in our despair. When we are lonely, he is lonely with us. Like, what kind of God does that? You know, like, that's the lowly and the gentle. Yeah. He humbles himself. He's not like, oh, there, there, you know, let me pat you on the back and comfort you. It's like, 
let me sit with you in this weeping and let me despair with you and hug you and comfort you and give you rest for your soul. You know, he's not out there leaving us high and dry. He's there with us in our mourning and our weeping and our rejoicing, you know, like that song says, um, it's so tender of the Lord. And the aspect of love, I mean, all of that, like literally all of that, but then the, the aspect of love that he brought out, you know, from that being what Freddie described, yeah, the heart of Christ for me was the, that his love is freedom and protection. Mm. The thing that unchains us from shame, sin, guilt, but it's also his arms around us. It's, mm-hmm. and, and for me, it is every piece of the armor that he talks about. Like, mm-hmm. and, and he, his great love was best displayed on the cross. Yep. And that's the first piece of armor that he tells you to put on is the helmet of salvation. And I believe that is because of the scripture you talked about earlier, where it's come to me, you know, and I'll give you your soul. The first place that you will find rest for your soul is when you have the salvation, the perfect gift that his love, you know, is, is encapsulated in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, every time, if you don't know him, that's the step to take. But for those of us who do know him and we, we say we're putting on the armor of God, uh, that's to me, the armor of God is putting on Christ and all, all of those pieces are him, but Mm -hmm. the first place really is his heart. It's his love. He, the love first thing. Because there's not a, a piece of armor that's called love, but what else could you call your ability to be saved but his great love for you? And he wants that over your mind so that you can be free, right? protected, and you can have the mind of Christ, you know, all of that. That, you know, that was the, everything you said. And then I'm adding just that sort of side of. No, that's perfect. Exactly. And yeah. that does reflect the heart of Christ. In so many ways, I feel like there's so many different aspects of the heart of Christ that we could spend the rest of our lives talking about the heart of Christ and not even finish, you know, like, um, which is so amazing. And the cool thing, too, is um, Hebrews 13, 8 reminds us or tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. So the same Christ who wept at the tomb of Lazarus, you know, is with us today, weeping with us and rejoicing with us um, and comforting us and all of those miracles, the same one that healed the leopard, those same, you know, the same God as that you read in scripture. Sometimes people are like, oh, God doesn't do miracles anymore. God doesn't, whatever. The same, he's the same yesterday, today and forever. You know, that's part of his heart. It is the same. It is unchanging. It's not going to fluctuate. It's not going to, you know, like one of the examples of the gentle, I said, not reactive, right? It's not like, oh yeah, back then he was gentle, but now have you seen the world now? Like, uh uh-uh, there's no way, you know, no, he is the same yesterday, today and forever. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So, um, 
did you want to add anything else? Because I have so much more. <laughs> it's you'd kind of open the door of, of love and mm-hmm. I, of course there's so much more to be said there but um i i don't have anything more specifically at this moment on that okay. even though every time you start to talk i'm like because i have right that's how i get to <laughs> that's fun though it's it's like the lord is pricking things on our hearts as we yeah. listen and, and speak um so as i was reading this book that i was talking about there is a point that got brought up that I had never really thought about. And it just, I started praying through and the Lord started revealing and confirming this with me. Um, but it pleases God when we listen and obey to him, obey him. Um, it pleases God when we worship him and when we surrender everything to him. And so our actions can change or like reflect the emotions of Christ's heart, right? Like, and I've never thought about my actions bringing him joy, you know, I've always just thought like, oh yeah, he likes that. But when I started thinking of it that way, and maybe you're probably, you might just be like, yeah, well, duh. <laughs> like, but I've never thought about um, being able to like please him. I kind of think about a child who really wants to please their parents. So they wake up early and they clean their room as a surprise to their parents and their parents come in and they're like, Whoa, you know, wow. Thank you. That's amazing. And of course God knows our hearts. And so it's not like, um, if you're doing something just to be like, Oh yeah, this is going to make God so happy and so proud, you know, and it's done from vain and, um, that's from vanity that's completely different but coming to him right when you are weary it's not going to burden god it's not going to weigh him down you know it actually brings him joy and comfort to give us grace when we mess up and it gives him joy and comfort when we come to him and when we worship him and when we obey him and when we listen to his still small voice it's not draining for him for us to come to him at all (laughs) you know it literally brings him joy and to think that we could bring god joy is so incredible i'm like okay what can i do i want to bring god joy i want to come to him you know and it's kind of made me have a little bit of a shift in my train of thought with just the mundane everyday life of stuff yeah and i think um my sort of revelation about that was in revelation when he talks about the praises and the prayers um, Mm -hmm. of the people being poured out like an incense Mm -hmm. sweet aroma to him and it's like that is that is something that i have contributed to that brings that i mean he he calls it a sweet smelling like aroma like it's something that and so that for me was there but on the on the opposite side I just want to say just because how the enemy does I just want to say that um while I do believe that God has emotions because we find he's when I say emotion he's I don't think that they're just they're not sinful like ours I'm not no absolutely not they're perfect and they're pure and they're the same all that but he does have anger towards the people and he has like it towards him I did making man in certain parts of in, in the old testament and things like that so I do feel like we have enough scripture to see that that he has 
um, probably the, like we have a shadow of the emotions and they're flawed and they're broken, but then I just want to make sure the, uh, the listeners know that yes, you can bring him joy. And it says, do not grieve the Holy spirit, right? Like the, the, these are the emotions mm-hmm. so that, um, there's that song that says, um, I wasn't holding him up, so I can't let him down. Right. Knowing that while you may fail, while you can bring him joy and you, your your obedience bring him that don't allow the times that you failed to be the thing that you focus on because God doesn't respond. Like you're saying, he's not reactive. He doesn't, when we're down, we respond differently than God responds. Yes. He's when we are, maybe he's let. We have fallen emotions and he does not. He has holy and righteous emotions, not fallen. So everything that we feel is not, um, he's not going to feel like hatred, you know? um, Right. Like towards someone, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but just know that like, yes, I feel like the point of knowing how much joy you bring the Lord, how much it blesses him. And like you said, just brings him that whatever, then the enemy, as soon as you make a mistake is like, well, you know, you broke God's heart. Well, you know, you hurt him, you know, you did wrong. And we don't want to ever have that. We never wanted, but the enemy have that. So I'm just right. And moving forward to the joy of knowing that he loves his child so much. It brings him so much joy. You, you bring him so much. Yeah. Just yeah, just your existence and you coming to him. And I have a lot that I actually have um that I was gonna share about specifically on that topic. Um, but I just think that um I mean if you really think about Hebrews 12 as well, that says the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and seated at the right hand of the throne of God, which he is talking about his suffering in the cross. He did it for the joy, right? Like Jesus wasn't over there smiling as he was getting beaten up and crucified on the cross, but it was for the joy within that it would bring him knowing that this was going to bring a, um, connection between heaven and earth and it was going to bring that unity again that that wholeness and it was for the joy right Mm -hmm. super amazing um it was really just it's like the bridge between god and humanity and he reconnect he reconnected heaven um and earth which is so amazing um And it was for the joyous anticipation, too, of seeing the people um, being cleansed, right? So he was willing to do the death and burial and resurrection and partake and all of that just for the joy of his people well, and his children. Yeah, and it says, you know, in scripture that, uh, like, basically, I don't want to, uh, paraphrasing that, like, heaven throws a party anytime someone's saved. Like, yeah that he has of, of a child coming home and he gives us over and over in scripture the kingdom of god is like a lost sheep the king mm-hmm. like the woman with the lost coin the kingdom of god like they stop everything to find it and that you have to know that if you're that precious mm-hmm. that you would you know do that then then you you have to be a source of joy for him you know yeah. 
Otherwise, yeah. that you know, why? I mean, it's the love, but I'm just saying, all yeah, the love, of course. Yeah, um, but that it does bring him joy too. It's not just because love, love and joy are very different, right? Like, I love my children when they aren't doing the right thing. But that it's not bringing me joy when they're not doing the right thing, right? But so you could you could love and still not find that joy. But it's that combination of it's it's it brings it's his love and it brings him joy, mm-hmm. and that's really um, neat to just be like you bring God joy to be able to say that and believe that about yourself. It's a lot easier to say that about other people, right? Oh yeah. You bring God joy, but sometimes it's harder to reflect back to yourself and like, I bring God joy. You know, sometimes that's harder. Oh, every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not sometimes. Right. <laughs> every uh, time. <laughs> but it needs to be said because that again, for me is like going back to the armor, putting on, putting that on, knowing yes. the putting it on and then saying, I bring God joy. And I, um, you know, have declarations that I say over myself as well, speaking that, no, because otherwise it's very easy to believe the other stuff. Oh, so much easier to believe that. Um, so yeah, that, that's very good. Knowing I like that, you know, the example of how you can love your children and them not like, I love you, but I don't like you very much right now. (laughs) Right. Um, uh, but yeah, because it's not joyful to suffer, but God says that over and over in scripture. So how could that bring, you know, how can that bring joy and, and knowing that, but knowing that it's true, that's, that's part of his heart for you is for to give you that and to let you know, um, how much joy you bring him that that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just think too, that um, I was thinking about John seventeen twenty four. I was just looking down at it now and it says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me. And again, it comes down to his desire. I desire you, you know, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me. He desires you. You bring him joy. He loves you. Um, he cherishes you he's accessible to you mm-hmm. he is gentle he's not condemning he's not pounding you know something over your head saying get it right why can't you get this right <laughs> yeah. um and it's such a beautiful thing and i i picture like you know how it talks about christ um the body of Christ mm-hmm. and how Christ is the head. And then we are his own body parts. And if you think about like, if you were to get um, like a disease in your arm or you were, you're, you don't hate your arm, you hate that disease. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's how it is with Christ and sin. He, if there's sin in your life, he doesn't hate you because of that sin he hates that sin he, that sin he despises but he loves you yeah and you know what do you do when you have a wounded body part you nourish it you bandage it you protect it you give it time to heal um and just like that it i just think about how 
God wants you. He wants you to come to him and say, I am broken. You know, I need you. And he's going to nourish you and he's going to bandage it and he's going to protect you and he's going to heal you. Um, and just to draw from his riches because it's literally his own body getting healed when you're come to him for that healing. You know, it is his body because he's the Christ. We're part of the body as believers, not just everybody, right? right. Specifically talking about believers, Christians. Um, and so of course he wants his body to be healed and he wants you to be um, just to come to him. That's the big, the big thing is come to him. Is it? Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's it. Go. No, I, I think, I think right there is a good, I know that you have a lot more to share. No, I was actually going to say the same thing. So I was going to say that's a good wrapping point. And then we started talking and I was like, oh, she has more. Good. Okay. (laughs) No, I just want to come back. I want to start there. Um, um, Everybody's going to be on a cliffhanger. You have to tune in next week. (laughs) I want to start right there. um, You to come again, come to him. Cause that's, yeah, that kind of segue. So um, do you want to pray us out or you want me to? Um, I'll pray us out. That's good. Lord, we just come before you. We praise you for you and who you are and your heart and your love for us. I pray that your love will be so comforting to each listener because it, you're, that you want us to come to you. And so we just do. And I pray that with that, every listener will find comfort and peace and joy and healing Um, I pray that we will reflect your true heart in everything that we say and we do. Thank you that you are both the king and the ultimate judge, but you are also accessible and gentle and tender and lowly and humble. And your deepest desire is for us, Lord. Help that to soak into our hearts and our minds your love for us, your desire for us. And God, we just give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We declare over you God's word. Ephesians 1.17 I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Thank you.